silly empty sissy time. It's silly empty sissy. And I'm here for you. It's the silly empty sissy episode of love. I'm your favorite auntie and I'll do what I can to make you happy snappy. So listen up and get your chocolates and your goobers ready. Cause we're about to go on an adventure with silly auntie sissy. I'm here for you. Yay. Well, thanks guys. And Dino thanks you too. Thanks for listening. We got some love to talk about today. We have some amazing things. So, first off, in light of the Academy Awards, today or tomorrow, wherever you are. Well, in America, it's t tomorrow, so. But, in light of the Academy Awards, I wanted to bring up Enchanto. Encanto. Uh, it's a great movie for kids. And if you happen to have teenagers, the Mitchells versus the Machine is really good. Um, that's a good movie. And what else? Um, West Side Story is good for t teenagers. I watched that when I was in high school. Um, what else? Um, let's see, let's see, I'm sorry, there's a lot of good movies out here, but, um, um, I'm so confused right now, Corilla is really good, Encanto, Enchanto, my cat Gatsby agrees. Rayo and the Last Dragon, very interesting movie. And Mitchell and the Machine is not a Disney. But, um, so, well, those are the last ones I have to say. Oh, and there's a sing along version of Disney and the Canto. So, you might want to watch that too. Enjoy. Those are some tips for kids. Oh, an old school night of the museum, but I'm just talking about Academy Award things. So, are we ready for an adventure? If you can't go on an adventure, read a book. It's the Boxcar Children's Mike's Mystery, number five. Reading is amazing. Books are great, but movies are books are better. That's right. Chapter seven. Do you remember where we left off, everybody? Well, they were telling Mike he should join the FBI because he found the blue hat, and that was the clue. So, Chapter 7, the blue hat. All the children begged Mike. Dino, are you ready? Yes, Auntie Sissy. Great. Yay! Everybody's ready? Get your popcorn, and we'll read two more books. All the children begged Mike to tell what he knew about the man in the blue hat. No, said Mike, I can't tell you now. I want to talk to Ben about this. I want to see Ben alone. That is very important, Mike, said Mr. Carter. If you know something, it is your duty to tell me. Oh, I'll tell you all right, said Mike, only if you'll have to wait about an hour. 
Why all the mystery? asked Mr. Carter. Because I'm not sure, said Mike. I'm not really sure of anything. I want to see Pat, too. Well, let's go back to the ranch, said Henry. He did not think Mike really knew anything about the stranger. We have hardly seen Aunt Jane, said Violet. We have been away almost all the time. That was because there was a fire, said Benry. Well, we have to see about Mike's fire. We had to. Mr. Carter took the five children to Aunt Jane's house. Then he drove away. He said he had other business. Watch and Lady ran out to meet the children. The dogs are very glad to see them. Well, said Maggie, you're not late, but I thought you were going to be, and we have a very funny lunch. What is it? asked Benny. Hot dogs, said Maggie. Your Aunt Jane says all young people like hot dogs. We do, cried Benny, and we don't get them very often. Hooray for Aunt Jane. Tell me all about the news about the fires, said, said Aunt Jane. Oh, just like you, Auntie Sissy. That's right, except their name is Aunt Jane. She sat at the head of the table. She gave the hot dogs to the children, but she did not eat them herself. I don't like hot dogs, she said, smiling. I like eggs better. The children took turns with the news. They told Aunt Jane all about the fire and meeting Mr. Carter again. They told her the plans for Mrs. Wood. Mike was very quiet. He did not talk very much. Mike is scared of you, Aunt Jane, said Benny. I'm not scared, said Mike. Miss Allen wouldn't hurt a fly. My brother Pat said so. I certainly wouldn't hurt a nice boy like you, Mike, said Aunt Jane, laughing. You must go up and see your new room. It's right next to Benny's. This Aunt Jane is very nice, huh? Yes, Dino. Aunt Jane is very nice. Just like you, Auntie Sissy. Well, thank you, Dino. Mwah. Now back to the story. I haven't many things, said Mike. Well, have you any old bird's nests and stones and model airplanes? Haven't you, asked Maggie? Well, oh, I can keep that kind of things, cried Mike. Certainly, said Aunt Jane. There's no good living here if you don't have your own things. Oh, 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 can I have a spotty too, cried Mike. Yes, said Aunt Jane. I always stays in my room. She stopped. But what will Watch say? I don't think he will say much. They don't fight. They didn't fight on Surprise Island. That's right, Henry, said Aunt Jane. They got along all right. I'll be fine if I have Spotty, said Mike. He mustn't get up on your nice clean bed, said Maggie. Oh, no. He sleeps down the cellar when he's home. Aunt Jane said, he won't sleep down the cellar here. You can have him in your room, but Maggie says not on your bed. Then Maggie was quiet again. He seemed to, then Mike was quiet, too. He seemed to be thinking. After lunch, Henry telephoned to his grandfather, miles away in Greenfield. He told Mr. Allen Alden all about the fire. He didn't know that his grandfather knew it already. Mr. Carter had already called Mr. Alden. You say you know this boy, Mike, asked Mr. Alden? Yes, he used to go to school with Benny. We invited him to the picnic on Surprise Island. Oh, I remember, said Mr. Alden. He had a brother who was almost drowned. Who almost drowned. Good for you, Grandfather, cried Henry. You never forget anything. Mike's mother hasn't any home now, and we want to give her that big empty room of mine to make pies in. Mr. Alden said, Is that all you want, Henry? 
almost, said Henry. We'd like to buy a stove and a sink and a refrigerator for the room. We can buy them all here. Go ahead, Henry, said Mr. Alden. It's your money and your mine. It's a fine idea and a good one. I had a plan for that room, but it can wait. This is more important. If you need anything more, ask Mr. Carter. And how is Watch? Well, Watch is right here looking at me, Grandfather, said Henry. You speak to him, Grandfather. Hello, Watch, called Mr. Alden. Through the dog. He put his head feet up on the telephone table and wagged his tail. I heard him bark, said Mr. Alden, laughing, and now I'll talk to the others. Mr. Alden always did this. He talked with Violet and Jesse and Aunt Jane and Benny. I'm the last one, Grandfather, said Benny, but I was the next to the first to think of the stove. I'm sure you were, Benny, said his Grandfather. You're a good boy and make and take good care of the girls. Oh, I will, said Benny. You know what? They want a blue refrigerator. I want a white one, but I'll give in. Good boy. Goodbye for now, said Mr. Alden. After the telephone call, Mike said he wanted to see Benny alone. Hmm. I wonder why he wants to see Benny alone. Interesting, don't you think so? Very, very interesting. The plot thickens. Come and see your room, said Benny. Then we can talk. Mike had no idea what a lovely room he would have. He looked around in surprise. He looked around. This is neat, Ben, he said, and right next to you. My wallpaper has jet planes on it, said Benny. Aunt Jane picked it out for me. She's neat, too. Listen, Ben, said Mike. When we were up at that mine, I remembered something. What was it, asked Benny. The two boys sat down on the floor. They put their heads together. Well, you know, I said we had to tie Spotty up before he barked. I remember, said Benny. Well, he did bark. He barked so loud at everybody, and he barked at the fire. He was so excited. But once he growled, Ben. Oh, oh I see, cried Benny. That's different. What did he growl at? That man in the blue hat, cried Mike. I really don't remember what he had on, but I think I saw him at the fire. He was the one Spotty growled at. <gasps> I suppose Spotty never growls, said Benny, thinking. Never, said Mike, unless he has some good reason. Now another thing, Ben. You remember the newspaper picture of Pat. Now I ought to have been in that picture. Why, asked Benny. Well, I was right beside Pat. That picture cut me off. I was always up at the mine before you came. I know everybody, and I saw that stranger myself. He was a short man. Benny nodded. Did you talk to him? No, I didn't, but I saw him talking to Mr. McCarthy, and I think he was the man Spotty growled at. <gasps> oh, you do, cried Benny. Then he must be the man that you saw set the fire. That's right, said Mike. Isn't that a mystery? Oh, it is, it is, cried Benny. The next thing to do is see Mr. McCarthy. Right, said Mike, but we won't rush it. Mr. Carter said I ought to become an FBI agent. Yes, he did, said Benny, and I'd like to see that newspaper picture again. So the two boys ran downstairs to find the old newspaper. Chapter 8 the new chapter, chapter 8. And here we are.
we'll read one more secrets shall we yes yes we shall let's read it this is, this is fun <laughs> yep it is dino it's so fun reading is amazing everyone looked for the newspaper but no one could find it all the newspapers are in that box said maggie gaddy agrees reading is fun i saved them all said maggie i saved all the papers in the box there they are all here they're all here but the right one said benny i had one but it burned up with my house said mike well never mind said aunt jane you can always buy another at the newspaper office henry said mike you know this is the time we buy a stove you can look at the newspaper anytime well that is a very important paper said benny but i guess we can wait well come on then what fun it will be to get all those things i never bought a stove before don't you think miss wood ought to go with us asked violet she ought to pick out the stove that she wants right as usual said henry come on let's go yeah watch you can go you can come this time lady stayed with aunt jane as she always did the children stopped at the blue house mrs wood was glad to see them let's take spotty too said mike he doesn't like to be tied up he'd love to go well he, he will he like to go with watch asked jenny jesse let's try said mike everyone was glad when at last the two dogs trotted along together the store was a big one there were all sorts of things in it there were tables and chairs and stoves and dishes of all kinds mrs wood looked around she was delighted to pick out a huge stove it had large ovens that refrigerator the refrigerator was big too it will have to be a big one for those pies said benny what color do you want mrs wood asked well i don't care at all said mike's mother the girls like blue said benny let's get all blue things then said mrs wood just look at that beautiful blue sink the man said we'll put them all in for you where do they go in that big empty building at the mine office said henry my grandfather said to pay you when they were all in that's okay said the man with a smile mr carter says insurance will pay for our loss from the fire said mrs wood i hope so because we lost almost everything oh mrs wood let's buy dishes said cried violet everyone looked at violet in surprise violet was usually so quiet Justie put her arm around her sister you dear she said we will certainly buy dishes is that all right with you mrs wood yes i love to have you help me said mrs wood you have such good ideas where will you put the dishes asked the storekeeper you're not going to live up at the mine are you live there oh no said mrs wood but we can put the dishes up there for now why couldn't you live here asked benny suddenly you got to live somewhere and it'll take time to build the pink house again yes i don't like to stay too long with mrs smith said mrs wood i still have to live somewhere i wonder if there's anyone at the mine all night there are four watchmen said henry i found that out then mr carter lives in the greenhouse that's the nearest house i shall talk with mr carter said mrs wood but we must pick out the bowls and dishes first what lovely colors said benny and jesse there were plates and cups all colors pink blue yellow green violet and light orange why don't you have one plate of each color said benny that would make six. Oh, i must have seven said mrs wood with a laugh gaddy agrees seven is good because you must all come to supper sometime jesse said firmly 
I think you need a dozen, Mrs. Wood. There will be two of each color. That would be two of each color. Yes, said Benny. And then I could use the pink cup. I mean, er, if I ever came to supper. Jessie laughed. Benny ha has a pink cup at home, she told Mrs. Wood. He loves it because he had it in the boxcar. I certainly wouldn't like to break that pink cup. Well, we must have knives and forks and spoons and pans, too, said Mrs. Wood. The storekeeper seemed to be thinking. At last he said, Mrs. Wood, may I say something? I wouldn't buy too many things if I were you. Why on earth not? Well, I can't say too much, said the man, but I know your friends are going to give you some things. Oh, how kind they are, said Mrs. Wood. I never thought of such a thing. Didn't I tell you, said the man? Don't tell I told you, said the man. Well... We won't tell any of us, said Benny. He would be awful. It would be awful if you bought things and then people gave you the same thing. Really, I think you have bought enough now, said the storekeeper. Let's leave it. You can ride it in the truck if you want it. You children, you children can ride in the truck if you want to. You children ride in the back with the stove and Mrs. Wood can sit with the driver. I want to sit with the driver too, said Mike. All right, said the storekeeper. Get in. The two dogs were waiting outside the store. At last, all the, the things, the children and the dogs were in the truck. Everyone laughed at the, as the truck went by. They waved to the children. Bye! The children waved back. The dogs barked and barked. Mike said, how are you going to get that busy big stove, that big heavy stove into the room at the mine, mister? The... The driver laughed. Oh, plenty of help. You wait and see, he said. I suppose you telephoned, said Mike. No, but the storekeeper did, said the driver. We have all we all have secrets, don't we? Now, just look over there, right by the mine office. The truck slowly came to a stop. The children stared at the crowd, and then they all laughed and laughed. All of their friends were there. Oh, my goodness. Chapter 9, Quick Work. And we'll read this the next time. Well, it's only a few pages. Let's do it now. It's only six pages. Let's do it now. Chapter 9. When the truck stopped at the mine... Yes, more! All right, Dinah, we'll read more. When the truck stopped at the mine office, a crowd of workmen stopped waiting. They stopped and they waited. The men were all smiling. Henry, Benny, and Mike jumped out of the truck and helped Jesse and Violet out. The driver helped Mrs. Wood down from the high seat. We'll help you move these things into the building, said one man. You tell us where you want them to go. Mrs. Wood and the children and the driver went in. They looked around. The dogs around kept barking. Just then, Mr. Carter came out of the office. Oh, Mr. Carter, hello, said Henry. You're just the man we want. I want to see him too, said Mrs. Wood. I want to ask him something. Ask away, my lady, said Mr. Carter with a smile. Well, said Mrs. Wood slowly, I can hardly wait to make a pie, and I'd love to live right here in this room with my two boys. That's just what I said, shouted Benny. I said you've got to live somewhere, and why not here? Yes, you did, said Benny, Miss, agreed Mrs. Wood. That is what gave me the idea. You see, Mr. Carter, the boys say there are watchmen up here all night. They would help me if I needed anything. And it wouldn't take long to put up some rough boards and make two rooms, would it? It would be so handy for me to start my pies early in the morning. Oh, what a wonderful idea, cried Jessie. 
We can help Mrs. Wood, too, Mr. Carter. Yes, I think it could be done, said Mr. Carter. I have talked with Mr. Gardner, the big boss. Mrs. Wood said, if he says, I say okay, he says okay. Oh, isn't this fun? Who had put up the rough boards? Mr. Carter laughed. He pointed at the workman who was bringing in the stove. Would they at Violet softly? Yes, they would, said a workman who heard what Violet had said. We have time off today. Well, then you should make the rooms today, shouted Mike. He never liked to wait for anything. A workman laughed at Mike. You'll have to wait. Uh, help us, son, he said. Oh, I will, I will, said Mike. I'll be the one to tell you where the things go. This is called a boss, said Mike. My, boss Mike. Benny said, boss would be a good boss. Mike would be a good boss. He really would, and, and so would I. You see, the window will make Mike's room, and the next window will be Mrs. Wood's room. Every room will have one window so that it'll have plenty of light. Not so bad, said man. There is water in the office already, so we'll just get longer pipes to go to your sink. What a noise there was. Men were cutting holes in the floor for the pipes. Others were pounding away at the pipes. The dogs barked and barked. Mr. Carter telephoned three times and soon came long boards. And some long boards arrived at the door. Men, more men came. My room can be small, said Mrs. Wood. Just bring enough for a bed. Mine ought to be bigger, said Mike, because Pat and I will have two beds and I want another bed for Ben. I wanted to sleep here sometimes. That'll be easy, said a man. One small room and one big one. Are you going to sleep here tonight? No, said Mike. No beds. What did you say, shouted Benny? Look out the window. Another truck had just come. A, a bed was sticking out the back. It was an army cot. <gasps> Mr. Carter ran down the steps and said a few words to the driver. I'll be back soon, Violet, thought the driver said. But she was not sure. The driver saw the children. He called, come on, kids. Help me make up those things. Help me take out those things, too. The boys are delighted to help. They found some folding chairs under the cot. Where did those things come from? From the neighbors. Everyone wants to help Mrs. Wood. They came from the, from the store. But he stopped and said, Don't ask me any more questions. But Benny went right on. Where are those barrels for? What are those barrels for? Two barrels of flour, said the driver. For pies, said Violet. Oh, barrels are very useful, said Benny. Just put a board across two barrels and make a seat. It makes a table, too. Remember our table in the barn on Surprise Island? Soon the children sat in a row on the top long board. They were all watching the rooms go up. This is like a ball game, said Henry. It's like a race, said Benny. Henry said, someday we ought to have a race. We ought to have a fair race for watch and spot. Do you think so, asked Mike. Watch is very fast, runner. Oh, ho, you're afraid watch will beat again, said Benny. No, I'm not, cried Mike. Spotty is a fast runner, too. No, boys, no fight, said Henry. Just enjoy yourselves. Who's coming now? It's a woman in a car. My neighbor from the blue house, said cried Mrs. Wood. She went to the door. Mike, come help Mrs. Smith with that box. Mrs. Smith came running in. She shook hands with everyone. Then she said, Mrs. Wood, all your friends want to help. 
They have looked over the things they can spare, and everyone is giving you something. It's a surprise party. How kind you are, said Mrs. Wood with tears in her eyes. We have planned to have it next week, but Mr. Carter telephoned the time is now. So everyone is coming today. Well, Mr. Carter is right. This is the time I need it most, said Mrs. Wood. There are two sheets and two blankets in that box, said Mrs. Smith, and more are on the way. Another car came while she was talking, then another and another. Soon the room was full of women with baskets and boxes. They brought everything that Mrs. Wood needed. Oh, oh, said Jessie, isn't this fun, Violet? Look how fast the men are making shelves. I'll put my pink cup on that shelf, shouted Benny. Look out the window, shouted Mike. A man was helping someone out of the car. It was Aunt Jane with her bright blue eyes and pink cheeks. She had a newspaper in her hand. Lady walked beside her. All the children rushed over to Aunt Jane, all but Mike. He just stood and looked at the paper in her hand. <gasps> Uh-oh, SpaghettiOs. Chapter 10, Mike's Idea. And that we shall read until next time. Guys, thanks for listening. Dinah, that was great, wasn't it? Yes, it was, Auntie Sissy. Thanks for listening. I love you. I love you. I'm your friend and I'm your silly Auntie Sissy. Your favorite auntie that you always love. And you eat lollipops and ice cream cones with. Thanks for listening. I'm your best friend and I'll be here forever. Bye, guys. Until next time when we go on another adventure. Ciao.